Hi, I'm Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy. And here on the Win Daily podcast for Sunday, May 19th, 2019. And my... My co-host today is none other than the weatherman himself, Mark Paquette. Mark, are you ready for a full slate on Sunday? Sure am. Thanks for having me, Scott. I mean, first time we've done a podcast together. Looking forward to this one and hope we can do a bunch more. Yeah, and uh, well, we have to start it because you are the weatherman. Uh, Mark, <laughs> tell people where they, they can follow you on Twitter first off. Well, yeah, Twitter is pretty simple. DFS MLB weather, so... Obviously, Daily Fantasy Sports, Major League Baseball weather is uh, the abbreviations. But, yeah, I try to use that mode as a place to get out information quickly. In a, in a case like yesterday where we had a couple late-breaking rain situations, I find Twitter, you can get that information out as quick as you can. All right. We're both experts here, but I'm, I'm obviously I'm not the weather expert. Uh, you know, sometimes actually – I'll actually go out with an umbrella here in New York City when it when it's when it's uh when it's actually raining. So I'm like the other end of the spectrum from Mark. So let's do a real real quick drip drop segment here. And uh, Mark, why don't you uh, tell us what to expect weather wise today before we dive into the game previews? Well, much like t- t- yesterday, we will have some rain issues in Texas, but. As we saw, and as I was saying, Texas probably does the second best job in all of Major League Baseball to play after some pretty horrific weather, and that is they're only behind Colorado, in my opinion. So look for some showers and thunderstorms around there today, some with some torrential rainfall, but I think they'll be able to get the game in again. Um, And this is going to be a little bit crazy to say, uh, California is going to be dealing with some rain tomorrow. Now, it looks like it's staying north of L.A. and San Diego, but if there was a game in San Francisco, that would be an issue. Luckily, San Francisco is in Arizona. Um, in terms of some hitting bumps or pitching bumps, really kind of like soupy, muggy in New York, Philly, Cincinnati, uh, that those areas, Atlanta, uh, Texas, those might have some hitting bumps. Boston, Detroit still are pretty much on the cool side of this system. So slightly favoring pitchers there, but it's not like we're getting into mid-May. We're warming up basically throughout the country. So I look for those hitting bumps is more impactful than the pitching bumps. Wow, sounds so good. Sounds like a real weatherman because he is a real weatherman. Uh, if we were doing this video, I'm sure he had a green screen behind him. Let's uh, go into the Sunday slate, and we start with the marquee matchup. The Houston Astros are at the Boston Red Sox. Uh, we almost sounded like Barbara Walters there, Boston White Sox. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 105 p.m. Eastern at Fenway Park to close out this marquee series. Series uh, could be some sort of a postseason preview. Brad Peacock is 8,600 on DraftKings. Chris Sale is 11,200. I know Sale struck out 17 last time he was out, but uh, I don't want to spend up for him today when you consider that uh, that Houston has the best offense in all of the major leagues, and uh, Peacock's got some uh, got a formidable opponent against him too. It's it's almost like I want to avoid this game altogether. Uh, you know, just sit back and watch it for non fantasy purposes, Mark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you said, they've played in postseason each of the last two years, and they've split, and then both teams have gone on and won the World Series respectively. Um, 
I do have a differing opinion than you do, though. I, I, I am going to use Sale as my cash pitcher tomorrow on FanDuel. He's a little bit more expensive than he is on DK, so if you're not willing to spend up for him on uh, DK, you're not going to be in on FanDuel either. He's 11600 The reason why I like him, Scott, is, well, A, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I'm not supposed to use that. B, I've been following really an interesting philosophical theory that Cora had about his starting pitchers in spring training and how they were just so slow out of the gate. And that's because he didn't give them their normal spring training workload. He wanted to limit as much work, get them as much rest and, and hopefully get ready for a long postseason run. And they suffered in April because it, they dug themselves a hole. All the pitchers were bad. There was no starting pitcher that was good, but now we see that, the staff in May has turned a corner and sale, especially And um, in the Boston Herald had this past week, a report that sale had a nagging injury for much of the spring that he really wasn't talking about and still isn't talking about it, but obviously he says he's over it now. So in my mind, sale is getting to the point where he's the sale of 15 through 17. He may be matchup proof. Yes, I know Houston's a great hitting team. They mash lefties, and Fenway Park is a good park for hitters. But when Sale has his stuff, it may not matter. All right, let's move on to another American League East team that'll be act action early tomorrow. Uh, the Yankees against the Rays, a very highly competitive series that's becoming a rivalry. Charlie Morton is ten thousand one hundred. The Yankees somehow. Uh, have managed to stay in first place admirably despite all their injuries, yet they're only 16th in team batting. So uh, I'm okay with using Martin, at least in a cash game on DraftKings at 10,100. The uh, Rays will tee it up against Chad Green, uh, 5,700 on DraftKings. He's, he was absolutely awful to the point where they had to send him to the minors. Now the, the Yankees with all their injuries, uh, they have to – they have to put him out there as a starter. I don't know long how long he'll go. But, uh, you know, some Tampa Bay bats, uh, you know, there, there are a few here to actually like, you know, when you, when you look at this uh, at this slate. Uh, you know, I'll start with Brandon Lau, who's hitting 362 with uh, with five homers and 12 RBIs in, uh, in road games. And he'll get that lefty-righty split. And he'd be worth spending the 4900 uh, to me, so you know, there's there's one guy I definitely like in my lineup. Uh, G Man Choi, he's actually uh 3900. He really hasn't been that good on the road, but uh, if you look at a lefty righty split, you may want to consider him for the price. Uh, any other raise that you may any or anybody else you may like from this game? Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Austin Meadows. I, I really like what he does um, on FanDuel. Um, He's probably a little bit too expensive. And you mentioned that um, that uh, Troy and Lowe may be the way you go. Meadows is 4,300 on FanDuel. Um, yeah, I like where you're going with this, though. This is really a chippy rivalry. And, excuse me, I think if I remember back from last year, CeCe in his last start of the season, there was something that went on with Tampa Bay, and then it sort of carried over. I know Friday night I saw he was pretty – chirpy at the 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 tampa bay bench um is chad green let me ask you a question is he is they planning to use him as an opener or are they just basically you go as far as you can go for us 
I uh, honestly haven't uh, viewed the reports, but there should be some updates, uh, you know, coming through. Uh, make sure you check Win Daily for that uh, as well. Uh, I would seem he's a reliever. I, I would seem it would seem to me that he's he's going to be a spot starter. You know, one of those openers, which is which is now what everybody's doing. And I can't imagine him going too long uh, because you know the way he's pitched early this year to the point where. Uh, where he got sent to the minors. Yeah. I mean, if he can only go two or three innings, I know that. Yeah, it's, good, it's, bit... it's going, it's going, ESPN is reporting that it's going to be a bullpen game for the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, so I know their bullpen has been used the last two nights because, uh, because they've had close games. I can imagine if the Rays can get into that soft belly of the Yankees bullpen, I, I don't even know some of the names out there because they're not good. And, and every team has their non-closers and non-eighth inning guys are, are, aren't there for a reason. They're not as good. So if you can get to that soft Yankee part of the bullpen, yeah, the Tampa Bay can really pound on some runs. I like the Choi choice, even though, like you said, he's not good on the road. He still has a short right field fence to uh, take an aim at. And, yeah, I mean, Lau, spectacular beginning of his career um, and, and Meadows looks like Meadows and uh, glass now for Archer is looking like a com- complete thievery of the Pittsburgh pirates. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the, the Rockies on the road. I could say a really bad joke because the way they play on the road, they're Rocky road. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, Kyle Freeland against Jared. Eikhoff. Eikhoff's been up and down. He's 7,800, but, uh, we know the Rockies away from home. They just they just don't hit well. Meanwhile, Freeland is a guy is a guy to attack. He's he's kind of up and down. Um, with Gene Sakura, three seventy five with eight RBIs and eleven runs scored against lefties in uh, twenty four at bats. Bryce Harper hitting two seventy nine with two home runs, seven RBIs, seven walks, and seven runs scored in forty three at bats against lefties as well. So uh, there's there's two guys there. I wouldn't stack Phillies, but those are <coughs> two guys that I definitely like. Harper's forty four hundred and Segura's forty nine hundred. Yeah, I think you have a good uh, idea here. Freeland is not a really he's a strange pitcher where he's better at Coors Field than he is on the road. Let that sink in for a second. Um, and yeah, Philly bats are in play here. It's just about how many can you fit and how much do you want to spend up on them. Harper hit a, a massive home run yesterday. He's obviously been in a slump or not hitting with a ton of power, so could that wake him up? And then you have to look on the other side. You like the lefty-righty matchup, Segura, Hoskins, players like that, uh, McCutcheon. You know, McCutcheon doesn't have a ton of power. You look to rush the players that – have the potential for a dong for you, and, and that's not McCutcheon's game anymore. So, but yeah, I mean, you probably, in, in my case, with my FanDuel roster, if I go sale, <coughs> I'm not going to be able to afford Harper and the other big bats in the Phillies. So, if I want that, I'm probably going to have to recheck, uh, rethink my sale price. Get that one? You get that, Bun? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do want to point out to you, though, this is a family show. Let's not talk about dogs on this show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move on here, uh, and we'll go to Baltimore against Cleveland. Shane Bieber hasn't been that good at home. He's got a 4.43 ERA. 
uh, at home, but it is against Baltimore, so it makes you kind of want to spend the 9000 Then you got Yefi Ramirez uh, taking a hill for, for, for Baltimore. Makes you want to use a few Indians, but uh, it's really hard to trust anybody in that lineup. Uh, you get Jason Kipney's 4000 You don't want to spend it. Maybe the only guy I really would want to spend is switch-hitting Carlos Santana at 4200 But I feel like, uh, you know, this is a spot where maybe it's worth spending up for Bieber. Maybe in a tournament, but not in a cash game. Yeah, Bieber has been disappointing, much like the rest of the Indians uh, team and in, in lineup in general. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to touch this game. One guy I was looking for on the other side for the Cleveland Bats is Jordan Luplo has really come alive over the last week or two with – multiple home run games. Noticed I, I used a family friendly term there and uh, his price has risen on FanDuel to 2,900 where he's not a bargain. I think today or yesterday he was at 21 or even 2,300. So his price has risen. So he's not quite the bargain where he was a few days ago, but if he hits multiple home runs, 2,900 is a bargain. We got Oakland and Detroit at 110 at Comerica, Comerica Park. Mike Fires, we see what he can do at any time. Uh, he's 8,200 on DraftKings, and he faces the worst team in the American League in terms of hitting. Gregory Soto on the other side, uh, lefty going against Oakland. Uh, are we running an A stack, including the pitcher today? What do you think? I'm not really familiar with Soto. Is this his like, second or first major league start? Are you, I, I, do you know that? Uh, I can tell you that in a second, but what do you think of using Fires? Um, no, I'm not going to use fires. Uh, that no hitter he pitched was fluky. They had that light issues. And a lot of people have said that there was the ball that the Reds weren't able to pick up the ball quite as well as they normally would. We all know the Oakland Coliseum is a complete garbage dump, uh, in terms of a baseball stadium. Yeah, but the and Tigers are a complete garbage dump in terms of a lineup. That's true. And fires, uh, had pitched. It was a long time tiger as well. So, there may be some narrative uh, theme there, though I'm not a big uh, narrative theme guy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the NFL, but not uh, when it comes to baseball. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, baseball, the, the, the movement is so common that you don't really even have time to necessarily get some of something like that. But yeah, I mean, I think in, in baseball, especially in DFS, fantasy baseball, if you're a pitcher, you pick on stadiums and you pick on weak lineups. So if you like doing that, Fires is a good choice. And um, on With Soto, uh, two spot start, six innings pitch, 13-15 ERA, two sixty seven WHIP. I'm gonna go and say, go ahead and use Fires in a tournament. You know, based on the the uh, the opponent here and any kind of stuff that he could have any time. But uh, when you look at that kind of thing, and uh, you know, you look at Detroit overall, you might want to run an A stack here. Yeah, I mean, those numbers you just said for a soda were horrific. Um, so if you're running an A stack, you just, I know Davis was scratched yesterday or Friday, or I forget what day Davis was scratched. We got to make sure he would be healthy and in the lineup. Chapman, Piscotti, I mean, Loriano, any other guys you're looking at that you would be like liking? Uh, I think you hit on most of them, though, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, you look at those are the you want you want to stay mashers. you want to, yeah. yeah you also you want to stay with the lefty mashers and right. the guys who are at the top of the lineup. Yep, and and so maybe even Marcus Simeon. I I, I mean I, he I know he's really 
hit or miss and runs really hot or cold, and I think he's on a cold yeah, but, stretch. You know, but, if you're yeah. going to play in the tournament, you, right. you want a guy to get hot. Uh, Chris Davis maybe, did, did not play on Saturday. Right, and maybe Chad Pinder is a lefty masher. He you, he may find your way, and he's pretty darn cheap, I bet. And uh, right. we'll now, you're, now you're really digging, Chad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably the top star of the day, in my estimation, Yunjin Ryu who's been great when he's been healthy throughout his career. And somehow he's actually managed to stay healthy for almost two months here. 10,700 against the Cincinnati Reds on the road. I don't care whether it's road or home. Uh, I really like this matchup. Cincinnati is 22nd in team batting. Ryu's my favorite pitching play of the day. Uh, Tanner Roark, only $7,000 going against the best offense uh, in baseball. Roark, you know, okay. But uh, not to the point where I'm going to use him. Uh, you know, maybe I'll use a few Dodgers lefties against him. Uh, Max Muncy, is he worth the four? But some of these, some of these guys are really expensive on DraftKings. Uh, Jock Peterson, 5000 Max Muncy, 4900 Cody Bellinger's worth the 5700 But uh, I'm not sure I want to run a Dodgers stack, but I do want to run Ryu. Yeah, um... Great American ballparks, great for hitters. It's warm, it's humid, the ball should carry. On FanDuel, the, the big Dodger lefty bats are more affordable. Muncie's only 3,200. Seeger, 3,200. Jock Peterson, 3,500. Uh, Peterson will probably be le- leading off. But, yeah, um, you, you started off by talking about Ryu. Terrific, huh? I mean, he's – I was just looking. I'm like, holy cow, he's just striking out batters. Like, I mean, he's not Max Scherzer, but – I'm looking at nine strikeouts, six strikeouts, six strikeouts, 10 strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Wow. I mean, that's, I never thought of him as a strikeout pitcher, but he's obviously doing that. All right. Let's move on to my other top uh, pitcher of the day. The New York Mets are in a bad spot after losing the first two games in Miami. There's rumors of Mickey Calloway probably possibly being fired after the game if the Mets lose on Sunday. So they're going to run Noah Syndergaard out there to be an ace. And uh, two last, his last three starts, he's looked like an ace. Uh, he the last time out eight eight shutout innings. Uh, two starts before that, a complete game shutout. So and he's ten thousand four hundred on 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 DraftKings. It's very hard to decide between him and Ryu, but the way that Syndergaard's been up and down, and Ryu's just Ryu's just been outstanding. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to go with, with Ryu over Syndergaard, but Syndergaard's number two for me. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is somebody definitely to attack whenever you see him. Uh, you want you want to go with Peter Alonso. He's hitting 270 with eight home runs, 18 RBIs, and 17 runs scored on the road. Wilson Ramo is 260 with 17 RBIs and 12 runs scored on the road. Uh, if, uh, if Jeff McNeil's in the lineup, 363. Uh, he's hitting 363 with 10 runs scored on the road. You know, that that would be fundamentally uh, my bet stack right there because I, I feel like they really need this game. Uh, and they, they have to back Syndergaard here. You know, to lose two games in Miami to open the series is embarrassing, but I think they want to come out and save their manager's job for, for at least one more day. Uh, so... We'll see if McNeil's back in the lineup or not. Actually, actually, he should be. He did play on Saturday, uh, and he, he had a double, so McNeil should be okay to get in there. 
they certainly are not the king of queens right now. There's another pun for you. Um, yeah, I mean, things are pretty ugly. Um, they just got shut out yesterday by a guy that they scored seven runs in the first inning the last time out. Just So, yeah, things have gotten bad in a hurry in, in for the Mets. And, yeah, if, if you like that narrative, narrative that they like their manager and they need to win this game, well, they got to score some runs to win that game. And Noah – Syndergaard is obviously very capable of pitching a very good game. So I like your thinking there, Scott. Yeah, just uh, to check the prices, McNeil is 4500 uh, on DraftKings. If you want to save some money, Brandon Nimmo, depending on where he's hitting in the lineup, is uh, 3700 as well. Wilson Ramos is 4000 uh, One of my favorite stacks of the day, it was one of my favorite stacks of Saturday, uh, will be uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Mike Fulton, Brandon Woodruff on the hill for them, but I'm stacking against Mike Fulton Evans, who is, is just he's been enigmatic throughout his career. He's been stretches where he's looked really good, but and then just when you start to trust him, he starts to blow up. So you know, there's a lot of guys that I like here. I will be willing to spend up 5,800 for Christian Yelich, but I don't even know if I'm worried about the splits here, lefty on righty. Uh, Yelich, obviously, great pick, hitting uh, hitting 282 with uh, with eight RBIs, 12 walks, and 15 runs scored on the road. Mike Boustakis hitting 272 on the road with six home runs and 16 RBIs and 17 runs scored. You'll be able to to uh, save some money with Hyura as well. Yeah, you mentioned Christian Yelich, tremendous road home splits. Uh, he's the most expensive player, or position player in FanDuel at 4900 uh, So you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for him. But you're right. Fulton Nevitz was a really good pitcher last year. There may be something wrong with him, or he just hasn't been able to get it together this year. He doesn't seem to be the same guy. So I like you picking on him. How about Woodruff, though? Um, I know on FanDuel, he is... Um, I'm sorry. Well, anyways, I'll look up his price, but he's been surprisingly good. He's 8,600 on FanDuel. Any interest there going against the Braves lineup? Uh, that's kind of a potent lineup there. It's, uh, it's probably something that I'd, I'd personally stay away from and look for a better matchup. Uh, you know, Atlanta's, Atlanta's 10th in team batting. Uh, that that's good enough for me to the point where I'm going to avoid it. Toronto at Chicago, the White Sox in a game only fantasy players could love, but then they won't love the pitchers. Trent Thornton against Ronaldo Lopez. You never know what Ronaldo Lopez you're going to get, but uh, he's shown that he can attack some some bad opponents here, and Toronto is a bad opponent. So if you're going to run out multiple lineups, I, I might have Trent Thornton in one of those. Toronto is 27th in team batting, and I'm all about stacking against Thornton with some White Sox here. Uh, Tim Anderson is hitting 360 at home with five five home runs, 11 RBIs, and seven steals. Eloy Jimenez is back for the uh, White Sox, hitting 297 uh, at home. Lurie Garcia hitting 286 at home with five steals. Uh, James McCann hitting 277. At home as well with with uh, with six runs scored. Joan Mancata at home, five home runs, 15 RBIs, uh, 12 runs scored. So uh, I, I'm kind of liking a White Sox stack here today. Well, if you uh, like the White Sox bats, I like the arm. Lopez 
Um, I, I believe I wrote uh, up that on DK is his salary sixty eight hundred. On FanDuel, it's a little bit more expensive at eighty one hundred. But I mean, you just you mentioned pick on some bad teams. A few starts back ago, he had fourteen strikeouts against the Tigers. As you mentioned, Blue Jays aren't fear, making anyone fear their bats. Can he repeat that? Probably not 14 strikeouts, but he certainly has the potential, as you mentioned. Okay, let's uh, let's move on here to St. Louis and Texas. Jack Flaherty against Drew Smiley, and uh, you know Flaherty's been pretty good this year, but uh, you know the Rangers do have some bats. You know they're third in the third in team batting. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna focus uh, on one part of this game, I'm gonna track attack Drew Smiley. And his 6.85 ERA, it's uh, it's 5.74 at home, which is bad enough. It's worse on the road, but uh, we know the Cardinals have a good offense. So I already talked about I like the White Sox and the Brewers. Uh, I think I think the Cardinals are a good stack as well today. So the way you look there, you look at Carpenter, you look at Goldschmidt, you look at Ozuna, the top of the order. I know Harrison Beta was was back. Uh, yesterday, I think he batted eighth or ninth, but kind of uh, completed their lineup, especially in the American League, gaining the DH, gaining another bat there. Yeah. Isn't it funny, though, how Texas, for as long as I've been a baseball fan, it's like, oh, man, they got some bats, but they can't pitch. It just seems like it, it just repeats itself. And you wonder if just playing in that heat and humidity in, in the park really – makes pitchers wilt and really helps batters out. I mean, it just seems like that's been going on forever. Yes. Paul DeJong hitting 292 with five home runs, 12 RBIs, and 17 runs scored up uh, as well. You can't forget about DeJong, who's having a great season. San Francisco's in Arizona. We have Drew Pomeranz going against Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is always erratic, but uh, he's worth the 10500 here, probably my third uh, most favorite pitcher on the slate here to get some strikeouts against San Francisco. It's just been one of the most terrible offenses in the league so far. They're 26th in, uh, in team batting. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the Arizona bats against Drew Pomerantz? Well, Pomerantz is a soft-tossing lefty, so uh, you have to look – no, you don't have to look at the right side of the bats, but you sort of – that's where it favors. So, Cattell Marte or uh, David Peralta missed – I know he's a lefty – missed the game yesterday, so you'll have to see if he's back uh, from injury. I think he had a, a trap problem, uh, which was a flare-up from earlier in the week. But, yeah, pick on bad pitchers, and Drew Bromrance is not a bad pitcher. Now – Robbie Ray, I remember his last start. Um, I was watching some of that game, and he he walked the opposing pitcher on five pitches. And I tweeted out, I was like, "Well, that's Robbie Ray. Like he had uh, forty-two pitches by the end of the second inning. Just can't seem to go deep in games. But the potential is there. I mean, as you said, can this be the game where he has a breakout against a really bad offense? It's it's possible. You know, I'm going to take the shot here. You got to take risks in daily fantasy baseball. Uh, Kansas City at the Angels, uh, two teams you might be able to attack with pitchers here, but the pitching isn't great. You have Tyler Skaggs at 7,900 and Danny Duffy at 7,700. I don't like either pitcher, but uh, I'm really not into 
the hitters, although I might go, I might go David Fletcher for $4,000 is one guy I would, uh, certainly consider if I'm going to cherry pick, uh, from the angels lineup. And, uh, on the other side, uh, Hunter Dozier is 4,100 and with Mount Merrifield, it'll probably be worth the 4,500. Maybe you want to take a chance on Jorge Soler at 3,800. Alberto Mondesi is definitely worth the 4,800. Uh, it might be a unique uh, play. I'm thinking as I talk it through to maybe stack, stack the Royals. Yeah. Skaggs is nothing special. Um, I like using lefty bats at Anaheim Stadium. Last year, they lowered the right field fence. Yeah, but you got the lefty pitcher, though. Right, both are lefty pitchers, and that's what I was going to say, that that would scare me off it. Now, t- yesterday, I loved the Angels lefties, Otani and La Stella, and even K- Cole Calhoun. But, yeah, today you don't have that advantage. So I don't think I'm going to be touching probably anyone in this game, but I like how you the thinking of picking on that bad pitcher in Tyler Skaggs with – uh, and a, a Royals lineup that is evolving. We we always in DFS a couple of years ago would like, oh, the Royals just paper cut you to death. They don't strike out. They don't have a ton of power. They steal bases. They they hit singles, except they hit and run. They're starting to get a little different with players like Ryan O'Hearn and Hunter Dozier and Jorge Soler. They're more of a traditional powerhouse trying to hit home runs and strike out more. So, yeah. Pittsburgh is at San Diego, 4.10 p.m. Eastern at Petco Park. Joe Musgrove is only $6,400. I like him in this spot. He's got a 309 road ERA with a uh, 198 batting average against, uh, away from home, facing the uh, 24th ranked hitting team in the majors. Uh, you, know, you can spend up for Rio and maybe pair him with Musgrove here. And uh, maybe cherry pick a few Pittsburgh hitters to go against Cal Quattrall as well, who's going to be the opener for the uh, the Padres. Um, yeah, so you mentioned pairing it with um, Ryu. I, I looked up uh, Lopez's price from the White Sox, sixty nine hundred on DK. That's another possible pair up. But like, yeah, getting back to this game, yeah, uh, the openers is certainly becoming a a. A thorn in the sides of DFSers because you never really know who's coming in to face the batters after that. So I don't think, obviously, the Pirates lineup is nothing to be writing home out home from anyways. But I, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stay away from the Pirate batters in San Diego. Like you said, Musgrove isn't a bad pitcher, um, and on the road in a good hitting, I mean, a good pitching park. I, I don't think I'm going to look at San Diego bats. Maybe Musgrove, like you said, on FanDuel, he is um, he's only 7500 so a little bit more expensive, but certainly affordable. Yeah, I, I would like pairing Syndergaard or Ryu with Musgrove. Yes. Yeah. Kyle Gibson, as, uh, as, he, as Minnesota travels to Seattle, 410 p.m. Eastern at Safeco Field. Uh, he'll be proposed by Yusei Kikuchi uh, of the Mariners. Uh, Gibson, you never know what you're going to get. I don't like him against this Mariners lineup, obviously. But I'm going to attack Kikuchi again here. You know, a Mariners stack, again, I liked it yesterday. Uh, I, I, w- I would say, like I said, Milwaukee's probably my, my, my favorite stack of the day. Uh, I, I also, uh, mentioned, you know, that the Royals would be a nifty one. I, I liked, I liked the Mets as well. Uh, there's a few stacks, uh, you know, out there that we've been talking about. 
Uh, Kikuchi's been disappointing. Uh, so I'm going to attack him with, with some some guys that really do well against lefties on the Twins. Byron Buxton's hitting 375 against lefties. C.J. Crone's hitting 346 with three home runs and seven RBIs against lefties. Eddie Rosario hitting 321 with three and eight against lefties. Mara Gonzalez has started to turn things up against lefties. Three, 300 with two home runs and four RBIs. Jorge Polanco uh, hitting 286 versus lefties. Uh, although you know not too much run production there against the left, left the lefties, but uh, I'm, so far, but I'm I'm still gonna go with him. I think I can run a twin stack again today. And if you want to keep going deeper, uh, Miguel Sano was activated from the DL. I don't remember if he had played yet, but uh, going against the lefty may be the time to play him. And then Jonathan Scoop um, is has some pop in his bat. It can always oh. hit a homer. So. If he worked at an ice cream shop, it'd be scoop, but it's scope. Yeah. Scope. Yeah. <laughs> scoop, scope. We all get scoped out sometimes. Yeah, t- tomato, tomato, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we we did we. I don't I don't think uh, I don't think Sano had it that bad on Saturday. You know, uh, looking that up, but uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people excited about his return. But there's a guy that used to hit under two hundred. I'm not. Uh, top stack of the day, like, I really like Milwaukee. We mentioned the Mets, yeah. we mentioned the Royals, we mentioned the Twins, but it's got to be the Cubs against Jeremy Hellickson. It's so chalk. And he's oh, facing yeah. Kyle Hendricks, uh, who I wouldn't use. But, you know, to load up with these with these bats against Jeremy Hellickson, it works so well. I don't care about splits at all, uh, although you do like Kyle Schwarber from the lefty side. Uh, depends on how far he's in the lineup. I don't, I don't care what side of the plate they're from. Uh, you know, if you're playing on an all-day slate, this is the night game. Uh, so you want to play on an all-day slate so you get that Cubs stack. Yeah, I mean, you got Chris Bryant who hit three home runs Friday night. You got Kyle Schwarber who seems to be, like you mentioned, re- rejuvenated because uh, Madden has been batting him leadoff, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm good again, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Javier Baez or Anthony Rizzo is back or going down probably – Almora won't be in against a righty, but you'll probably be talking about Jason Hayward. Um, yeah, you got to love the Cubs bats. Hellickson, just he's a soft-tossing righty, never seems to go well in, in Major League Baseball. Soft-tossing lefties can survive, but soft-tossing righties don't seem to do so well. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. So you're, you're on the Cubs, you're on the, the Brewers, and you're on the the twins a little bit. Oh, yeah, they got the Mets, teams, the, the Mets so, and the Royals too. Yeah, Mets and the Royals. And that, those yeah. are five teams you really don't – well, the Brewers you think of as a offensive powerhouse, and, and the Twins have been this year. But historically, yeah, you don't think of the Royals or the Mets or uh, as offensive powerhouses, obviously, the Cubs are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like where you're going there. So what you're saying is probably play the all-day slate, see that people play the games early because they're always afraid they don't see a lineup or something like that. They don't know if their player is going to play. And then they they overlook and the ownership's lower, right? Yep. And uh, our favorite pitchers to recap, uh, we like Ryu, Syndergaard, and Musgrove today, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, DK, I, I like Lopez going against a Toronto team that just hasn't been able to hit the ball too well besides uh, Friday night where they scored, I think, 12 runs. But uh, Saturday they only scored run-run in a rain-shortened game and just haven't been 
quite the offense that people have been expecting since Vlad was called up. So, I mean, but Lopez is risky for cash. He is high risk, high reward, but he can blow up in your face as well. Yeah, he'd probably be our fourth pick. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily podcast for today. It's May 18th, 2019. Remember to register for a free Win Daily account. Uh, no credit card needed. No anything. Uh, and uh, make sure you check out our podcast every day and all of the great content, including daily weather reports uh, from our friend Mark Paquette here. We will see you tomorrow. I'll be back with Jason Mizrahi. Our uh, CEO at DFS Pro tomorrow. Mark, thanks a lot for spending some time with me today. Thanks, Scott. It was a pleasure, and I hope to do it again real soon. All right. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily DFS podcast.